What's up, what's up, what's up, YouTube? It's your boy, Chris Lee TV, back again with another video, with another interview. Today, I have my guy, Matthew, with me. Uh, me and Matthew, we met on Twitter. Uh, Matthew, he got a CDL. Um, and, you know, what I like about Matthew's story is that he was able to leverage his CDL and uh, get into a different career. And, um, you know, that's what really drew, drew me to, to Matthew. We had actually had some uh, past uh, communication when he was a driver, you know what I'm saying? He was trying to figure things out and, you know, I did my best to help out, but, uh, we're going to get into this interview. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, you guys make sure you like comment, subscribe. And Matthew, you want to tell us a little bit about, uh, how you got started, uh, with getting your CDL and what was the whole mindset behind that? Oh man. Um, well, I believe, uh, actually how I got my CDL was, uh, me and my um there's another close brother a uh, friend of mine that were um we were doing security actually i was actually a security yeah, yeah. officer before i became a cdl driver and or i got my cdl um we were you know we were just we did as much as we could as being security like you can only go so far up the ranks and get paid a certain amount and I just knew that there was more than getting paid like $15 an hour as, as a security officer. Right. You know what I mean? Um, we, both of us ran two hospitals together. Mm -hmm. So one up in Gainesville, Florida, which you would call Gainesville, Florida, Palaka area, and then one in down in Orlando. So we were going back and forth between Orlando and Gainesville, like two or three days out the week. Right. You know what I mean? So that's a drive. That's at least an hour. That's like an hour, 45 minute drive every single day there and back. So you literally, yeah. So you can see, I mean, it was taxing me. Um, and then of course the actual job itself, not very taxing. And uh, we just knew, I mean, I just knew there was more money out there. I knew there was more opportunities out there than just $15 an hour. Sure. And uh, we had talked about getting on, um, you know, um, our CDL so we can get on the road on a truck you know you know the all the aspirations mm -hmm. you think of when you think about cbl right so um we did it in less than what we did it less than a month so we just buckled down we say, saved our money up because we knew we had to go to school right, right. You know, <laughs> we went ahead and did the whole uh roadmasters uh mm -hmm. way of doing it right which i'm sure people already know about that our roadmasters warner and all the warner enterprises trains their people um so we went through them, got the license, and we started hitting the road. That was like 20, uh, February of 2019. No, uh, 2018, end of 2018, going into 2019. Right. I got my CDL. Um, I didn't really get hired until later on in that um, that month. But uh, once we did get hired, we ran teams, basically. For sure. So, we, yep. Uh, so I want to ask, like, Real quick before we kind of get more into that, uh, like what were some of the issues that you and your your uh, your brother uh, ran into, if you if any, when getting your CDL? Um, you guys kind of seemed like you had your head on straight with saving up and paying for the CDL out of pocket. Is what I'm getting from. Oh yeah, uh, what you said, <laughs> which is like I think it's a it's a very smart thing. Um, you know, so you can pretty much do whatever you want to do out here. You're not. Uh, boggled down by a contract or anything like that right um, but what were some of the tribulations you guys went through in city school oh man i mean well tra one traveling back and forth to actually do you know get the mm -hmm. license because um you know the school is in jacksonville you right. feel me so we were driving every day back and forth 
to Jacksonville just to get the training. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, um, I'm sure anybody that has been through any kind of trucking school, you know, you only basically you only get one or two chances to take your test, I guess, mm-hmm. um, from my understanding. And so, you know, uh, when you're there, you know, everything is on the line, basically. You know what I mean? You, you don't put yeah. your bread up, right? You can't go back to your job because you wouldn't told them, to, you know, basically fly a kite. Right. right. And um, <laughs> so if you don't get this license, you screwed. So, you know, we were, uh, you know, we were just one driving back and forth was was the, a huge nail because we only at that time uh, we, you know, we were using my car. It was more economical at the time, you know, to, you know, do that long hour drive, hour back, hour there, hour back. Um, I think at one point we had got sick in the middle Man. of the training. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think one of uh, either my brother, one of I think one one of us got sick. I know it wasn't, I don't think it was me per se. Um, I got sick a little bit later, but we would, you know, we were sick while we was doing some of the training. Right. So doing the back end and you know what I mean? Like, um, oh man, there's so much stuff I can go into that happened um, while we were trying to get that. Um, but we, that basically we was broke when we were there too. Give us a little bit. Yeah. Cause that, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, we were broke, we were broke. We were literally like broke going to school. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had to borrow some money at one point because uh, the funds that we needed to pay for the actual license, you know, you had to pay for mm-hmm. your class, and everything, right? So right. You, know, you had to come out of pocket. It was about like three grand, three or four grand at the time. Yeah. So, you know, it's either, you know, you got to get it, by the bullet and make it happen, or you go take your ass home, basically. 100%. You know, so um, I always tell people, if you're going to go do that, you know, have enough money saved up. Uh, because you're not getting paid while you're in training right license you know what i mean you got to pay for everything um i don't know how it works in each state but here in florida you know you got the uh you know there's a fee to get the license just like any other license yeah. you pay for it in the state you got to pay for the license to get the license 100 <laughs> even after you pass the test yep so um so yeah man we ran into that had breakdowns car breakdowns it was crazy man it really was but when we finally got it got on the road, um, started making some pretty decent money with the company we were working with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then of course, you know, you had your trucking issues with your company, whatever, depending on who you drive, <laughs> whoever you drive. So, so yeah, I think that, I think that's about it. Um, I, I would go into some more detail, but that was a little, uh, some of the stuff we had going on was more with the actual uh, training company. We're trying to like finagle us at one point, trying to say that we didn't, you know, we didn't pay all of our fees and, and wow. they, they, yeah, they said that they, we didn't pay our fees. So they lumped it on to our, uh, what did they do? They lumped it on to, um, like Werner, you know, like, I don't know, cause I want to put the name on out there like that. But while we were in training, they said, Hey, well, you know, you pass your test, but you still forgot. You got a little bit left on the loan that you got to pay. So we just going to put it on your tab when you start working. And so while we were driving, we were paying off our CDL, the rest of our CDL. Yeah, it was, crazy. It was crazy, man. It was How does so that crazy. even, yeah, I've never yeah, heard man. of that. I've never heard of that. I, look, I got, I still have uh, like $2,000 left that I had to pay off on that um, when I was still driving with her. Mm-hmm. So finished paying it off, right? Finished paying it off and then we left the company. It's right. just that simple. I wasn't we weren't gonna deal with the shady stuff, you know. No, that's so, that's that's weird. Right. It is weird because I ain't never heard of that before. <laughs> you know, 
but it happened. So we we had to mm-hmm. deal with it. Um, it was some it was some shady stuff going on at that particular uh, trucking company. Now I'm sure other trucking um, training schools don't have those issues depending on because I think they their loans and stuff through the government. I think that's how they do it. Some of them, yeah, some of them, yeah. So for whatever reason, how we did it, uh, you know, because we paid out of pocket. I guess there was like a different procedure that we had to follow. I mm-hmm. thought that we paid out of pocket was going towards that loan, the government loan or whatever it was. Right, right, right. But now apparently the company was charging us something else. So what would you give uh, like type of advice for somebody who uh, is paying out of pocket and um, research is- a company, yeah. <laughs> research the company, 100%. ask them, you know, are there any, uh, you know, like what's the full price of the actual CDL? Like, you know, test right. the, all that. You need to know what that price is before you, you know what I'm saying? You put any money out of pocket. We were just eager to get it. So, you know, we kind of rushed it a little bit, Yeah. you know, and that and I guess that's probably my fault, but we were just hungry. You know what I mean? So, sure. so highly recommend that. No, that's great advice. That's, that's, that's real solid. Um, was there any paperwork involved in the, in the beginning of that? Uh, yeah, it was paperwork involved, but it wasn't what we, you know, it wasn't what we had agreed to. You mm. know what I mean? So, you know, obviously, once we started like figuring out what was going on, we were like, oh, hey, y'all didn't tell us about this. You know what I mean? Y'all said this right. was the price. This is what we paid. And then on the back end, y'all said, hey, this is what y'all owe us. I was like, that's not in the paperwork. So, so y'all so took that on the chin. Yeah, yeah, y'all took that on the chin and, and got it and taken care of. It. Yeah, took, got it taken care of. Um, and and kept pushing. So after that incident, like trucking didn't leave a bad taste in your mouth. Like no, nah, of course not. Of course yeah. not. I mean, it, it didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth because I knew where we were going with it. You know what I mean? Like I knew that um, you know, once we got our feet wet, we would have access to other, you know, lines of trucking and we'll, you know, we'll be able to make more money. Like we knew we was gonna put skin in the game anyway. So what did you that look I mean? like? What was that next step? Oh, well, the next after we, uh, you know, left that company, we were going more of a, we tried to kind of go more of an owner oper, you know, mm-hmm. owner operator uh, route. <clears throat> it was pretty decent. Um, seeing that we had a, you know, decent company that was working with us out of Chicago, I won't mention their name, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, they gave us a, a truck, and, you know, and let basically let us try it out. You know, we don't right. have a problem running loads, but once we started doing the numbers and realized, like, wow, this is a real undertaking. This is a real business. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, you can't fumble this, you know, like everything is on you. 100%. And so, um, so that's what, that's what kind of led us more into saying, we're going to have to own our own truck. We can't borrow this truck from this person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, most I'm sure people have already run into that to some degree, right? Before they went full owner operate, they yeah. may have leased it, leased it. Uh, what they call it, the lease, uh, lease purchase. Lease purchase. Yeah. So we were going, going, kind of going that route because we thought that's what was going to lead us to being an owner operator. So, um, long story short, you know that didn't work out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And uh, we just went individually driving ourselves. You know. Um, but I, I thought you I'm said you separated. You guys separated? Um, well, we didn't separate. We just, uh, you know, we went our own routes as far as like driving trucks because, you know, like my, my, um, you know, my brother, obviously he's married and he's got stuff he's got to do with his family. And I wasn't married, obviously. So mm-hmm. I wanted to stay on the road a little longer, you know, 
you know, he's got family business. He got to handle with his, you know. So I understand. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So me, I had no problem. I kept driving. So I, I drove with two, three other companies after that. And um, after that, around around time when I met you on Twitter. Right. So um, I was driving around. So, yeah, it was, it's, it's been an interesting experience, man. Um, really trucking helped me open my eyes to a lot of stuff, though. 100%. It really did. So, what was like the impact of Twitter with your trucking career? I'm sorry, say it again. What was like the impact of Twitter with your trucking career? Oh, it, well, it showed me that there's other people out here that's, you know, driving for real, like, like mm-hmm. real life. You know what I mean? It is the internet can fool you a little bit about, you know, what you can make and, um, yeah. you know, you know, when you're on Twitter versus, you know, Instagram or, uh, Facebook or whatever, you get the real. Mm-hmm. Like you see people breaking down. You know, you got other brothers and sisters you can relate to, other right. drivers that you can relate to. That's, you know, hey, I'm on I-95. I mean, I broke down in Virginia. Yeah. And you like, hey, I was just there, or I was on I-70 when they had the that big uh a couple years ago they had that big pile up on the turnpike. Mm-hmm. You know, about two years ago. Um, you can also relate with other people. Uh, obviously, no one wants to you know, relate about accidents, but, you know, when trucking news comes up in the community, you can relate to it, you know what I'm saying, you can tell people, hey, look, the accident that happened on I-70 with the dude that almost went to jail for 200 years or whatever it was, mm-hmm. was yeah, we can relate to that, because right, we right, drove right. that road, right, right, road. yeah, so when people say, oh, he could have stopped his car, and he could have stopped his truck, or whatever, like, y'all don't understand what that driver was going through, mm-hmm. we know, Right. You know, up down, up and down 70. It's crazy. Yeah. You know? So um it, it, it helps you know that you have a community behind you. And that's important, sure. especially in any sure. career, but especially truck. Um community, uh I think you're 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 uh a big, you know what I'm saying, big in your 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 new community. Um I wanna get kind of into that, like how how you leverage your CDL, right? So the mindset behind, uh, you know, uh, eventually, you know what I'm saying, just get, phasing out of the trucking industry. Can you, right. can you tell me like how, how, that, how that started? Like how you, what was, what was going on when you started kind of looking and, and taking a leap into another industry? Uh, well, I, I would say it was more of a, um, you know, I still got the heart for uh, driving trucks, don't. You know, I, I don't tell anybody that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just because I'm not driving anymore doesn't mean that if, um, you know, investment opportunities came up for trucks, I definitely would be in that. So I've never really, quote unquote, left the industry. Right. I just haven't been driving for a minute. But the reason why I got off the truck was because I realized that I can make a lot more and come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, I, you know, from my understanding, um, you know, you really only make real money when you have ownership in that. Right. Now you could drive a truck and be, you know, and, and don't get it twisted. I know some guys that's making some good money driving, mm-hmm. but the ownership part is what piqued me the most. And I realized that I couldn't do it with the companies that I was driving with. Right. You know what I mean? So I said, I had to break out, find another career that I can make as much what I'm making now or, or more than, and then come back and buy me a couple of trucks and have them running, you know what I mean? For sure. But I'll still be in the industry one way or another. Um, 
And of course, you know, you get stuck with a couple companies and they fool with your money a little bit. That's mm-hmm. another reason to want to get out too. So yeah. um, that that's a big motivator as well. So that's that's definitely what let me um, kind of go on more of the uh, adjuster route. So what, um, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what motivated you to, to get to CDL. I know that you were security guards, but like as far as what it was like you saw a truck pass by or you saw a sign like now hiring cdl drivers um but it uh what was what was that for like the insurance adjuster you can you can talk about that i'm looking at my hands i'm like yo this hand's darker than this one by so much <laughs> you got that i be driving <laughs> uh yeah that's what it does right you see yeah 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 that's it real but um what what you know what I'm saying? What was that? <laughs> I'm gonna put my hands down, yo. But what was that like? You know, what I'm saying for the CDL and then for the uh, adjuster. Well, uh, I, I'll kind of you know if anybody has um you know know my story as far as you know driving or coming from uh, trucking into adjusting. If you you know been on my Twitter, uh, you'll see that I have my little pin post up there. That's my story. That was my motivation to go to move. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'll give it real short. You know, I won't tell you the whole thing. Obviously, you already know this, but um, at the time I was driving for a reefer company. Uh, they paid pretty good, but uh, you know, over time, trucking started taxing on my body to the degree where I was starting to get really, really heavy fatigue. Um, and uh, and that's my and obviously that's my fault because every truck driver is responsible for their own health mm-hmm. and and don't let anybody to anybody that hears this shouldn't let any you know that's your responsibility your health right comes first and so i think my last drive was going to atlanta uh from deerfield beach i was running a Publix account at the time right and Publix was paying really good <laughs> right but my body was like, hey, um, I know they're paying good, but I'm going to have to shut you down real quick because yeah. we can't do it too long. And um, when I finally had, like, I was on 295, or I'm sorry, not 295, um, um, I-285 um, in Atlanta. And it was this huge break, um, huge breakdown. A truck hit a, had a breakdown and backed up 285. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was a standstill for like at least about uh, about an hour and in between that hour time just thinking to myself like i gotta get out this truck because i'm hurting right now right i gotta get out this truck and so um you know we basically everybody was parked in the middle of the road and i literally broke down like my not my not my truck but me mm-hmm. i broke down in the truck right you know um luckily you know, my uh, dispatch was calling me and, you know, trying to figure out where I was at. You know, I, you know, obviously you got to answer the phone for them, but I was just really weak at the time. And I mm-hmm. asked, I said, Hey, look, I'm, um, I'm not broke now, but like, I'm not feeling real good. You know, can somebody come and, you know, help me? I was literally only like five, 10 minutes away from my drop actually. Yeah. So, and we had a, um, the tr- our company that, uh, that I was driving with, they had a, um, a dispatch center in Atlanta. So they had one of their guys come and, you know, help me get it up to yeah. Publix because I couldn't drive. And so that let me know that I had to get off the truck because it's affecting my health. 100%. You understand what I'm saying? And so um, it, it, it kind of was like a defining moment letting me know like, hey, man, you know, uh, you know, if you really want to make your dreams come true, you really want to get an own trucks and all that, you're going to have to take another route and come back because mm-hmm. you can't do it like this. 
Right. And so that's, that's that, very that was, that's what motivated yeah that's what motivated me to come out the truck and it hurt because you know this is your bread and butter you control and then you know what i'm saying when you out on i mean let's be real you on the road you feel free yeah you can do what you want do what you know what i'm saying run your ship how you want to run your ship mm-hmm. and so at that time was being taken away from me or i allowed it to be taken away from me it showed me that i had to you know i had to come up with another plan in order to get back in it the way i want so that's um, great. So yeah, that's awesome, bro. Yep. So, so, what did you see? Uh, you know, what I'm saying, why was a, a, a just insurance adjusting the route? You know, uh, some people would like look at dispatching, freight brokering, and stuff like that. Uh, what made uh, adjusting? You know, what I'm saying, more appealing. Uh, well, it is more appealing because I'm I'm still free, mm-hmm. and I, I I value freedom more than I value, you know, the the money per se. Right. You know what I mean, like if I can make the money and still be free, I'm all I'm for that all all day, um, because that's what trucking is like, right? Yeah. If you want to operate, you can go pick up your loads where you want to pick them up. You could, you know, get your dispatch team, dispatch what you want, pick up the mm-hmm. load you want to do. It's it's all in your court, and I like that. I like having that, you know, ability to be able to get up and go whenever I feel like it. And um, I was already looking into um adjusting anyway. Because mm-hmm. I had seen uh, Stephen, you know, you, you know, I'm pretty sure you already know who that is. But yeah, shout out to um, Stephen Story on uh, Twitter. Yeah, shout out to Stephen Story, man, for putting putting everybody on yeah. game. Um, I had already been in the insurance industry anyway. Um, as I as a young adult, um, I was uh, had my insurance license. I was 21, so I was already familiar mm-hmm. with insurance, and I knew the type of money you can make. Right. So I saw. The other side of it i was like well i used to sell the policies that these people are actually adjusting so why don't mm-hmm. i just see the other side when i found out how much these people was making and doing the same having the ability to travel and do whatever they want to do i was like it's a no-brainer right it's a no-brainer so um long story short you already know how I, how that happened obviously i you know um i got off the truck in like march uh march or may i don't know it was march may March or April of 2020, started studying for the, you know, the test and exam mm-hmm. and all that. Got everything taken care of. Around by December is when I passed my test, right? Um, and I started looking for work from there. Yeah. And you know, the rest is history, obviously. So. Uh, so for people who don't know, can you uh, define what an insurance adjuster is and what they do? Uh, Okay, well, basically, uh, insurance adjuster or claims adjuster handles uh, insurance claims on um, insurance policies, whatever type of policy, anything that has a policy, there's an adjuster attached to it to a degree. Right. So it could be car insurance, it could be uh, commercial, I mean, trucking insurance, Mm -hmm. you guys have trucks, Um, there's an adjuster there, there's a heavy equipment um, adjuster. So if you guys get into those accidents, those tow trucks come out there, there's an adjuster that sent that tow truck out there to come pick you up. Mm-hmm. Now you might be like, oh, no, Loves, you know, Loves has their own, you know, they don't have no insurance. Trust me, Loves has insurance. Right, <laughs> okay. right, right. But they got trucks, they got insurance. There's an adjuster involved and they cutting the checks to be able to pay for the things that these trucks need. Whether it be repairs, uh, salvaging the trucks if they get into, you know, accidents. You know, there's an adjuster that handles those issues. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so that you don't have to, because that's what you pay him for. 
right? That's what you pay the insurance company for. So we handle those claims on behalf of the insurance company for the clients, i.e. you, me, and everybody else that got insurance. Right. So tell me a little bit about, you know what I'm saying, your journey with insurance adjusting so far. Like, oh, man, it's been, downs, it's you know what I'm great. saying? Uh, I know you love your freedom. Like, I, I 100% understand that. And, um, you know, uh, what's like a day-to-day like with, uh, you know, insurance adjusting? Well, uh, a day-to-day uh, can vary depending on what type of assignments that you take. Um, I kind of, honestly, I kind of see adjusting kind of just like trucking to a degree because mm-hmm. your loads are like assignments, mm-hmm. right? You got to take one load from from Pennsylvania to Texas or from, you know, uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin to Sugarland, Texas to, you know what I'm saying? You're, right. you're, it's an assignment. It's an assignment and you have to travel to go do it in some cases. Like, you know, this assignment, I travel from, you know, obviously from Florida where I'm from here to Tennessee for to do the job, mm-hmm. right? And you get paid for it, right? Um, day-to-day work can, you know, obviously you'll be on a computer handling, you know, phone calls. Now I'm not saying you're going to be, uh, you know, getting ragged out by people. It happens. But for the most part, you're calling people to help them resolve the claims that they're calling, that they put in. So um, it could be making, you know, cutting checks for $10,000, $15,000. It could be um, settling a salvage for uh, a total loss that happened maybe right outside. Somebody's mm-hmm. car could get total and, you know, that claim would come to me and I'd have to basically pay them out for that that vehicle, right? Right. Um, a range of tows, um, handling in- injury claims. So if someone goes to the hospital and they got to get medical, you know, assistance, there's insurance claims that's for your medical. Right. And so there's an adjuster like myself that would handle that claim, bodily injury, you know? So um, it, it is, depending on who you work with, it can be a lot of work. And then of course, you know, depending on if you, um, you know, whatever assignment, whether it's work from home or in office, it can vary the work uh, on types. So right uh so you were actually one of the uh inspirations behind me getting my uh justice <laughs> license uh it's, it's collecting some dust but right. uh, don't worry it, uh, don't worry you can use it this season it's coming up <laughs> yeah so the whole point for me in doing it was just to have options, uh, have options just like uh-huh. you talk about it on the timeline um, I wanted options if trucking didn't work out. Right. And, um, you know, while I have money to invest in those types of things, because it's not cheap right. the classes and things like that. So no. that getting your CDO, you have to pick right. that money up to get that license. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's, what, that's what I wanted to do is invest in myself. That was an investment in myself so that I could still provide um, with a great paying, uh, in a great paying industry. And, you know what I'm saying, not really skip a beat if something did happen with trucking. Uh, so mm. I did, you know what I'm saying, I did see you talking about it and it did kind of motivate me. Um, I forgot to give a kind of a rundown on what Matthew's doing right now. He's going to get a, a COVID test. So he's, um, and, and, and we got that going on, but we're getting the interview uh, for you guys. And, um, you know, I hope you guys are enjoying it. This is a lot of great information. So, um, as far as the in- insurance adjusting, uh, one of the things that I talk about on my channel is financial literacy. 
Um, so how did that tie into your journey? How does financial literacy tie into your journey? Um, like, you know, what, what helped you uh, kind of get in a mindset? Because I know you're, you have some uh, financial savviness. So uh, when, when did that, you know what I'm saying, occur for you um, in your career or, you know what I'm saying, along in this timeline, you know? Yeah, I just need a, yeah, I just need a test. I'm sorry about that, Chris. Yeah. Um, uh, man. man. You want the full you want the full breakdown of that? That's what we're here for. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, it, my I guess um financial literacy started long before I became an adjuster and before I, I drove trucks. Okay. So uh, like I said, you know, I had my insurance license when I was 21. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, I had already was your opinion? Uh, can you look in? Sorry about that, Chris. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. We can chew. We can um, talk and chew bubblegum at the same time, my man. I'm sorry. Here you go, man. All right, I'm just waiting for the them to call me. All right, thank you. Thank you, man. Sorry about that, y'all. That's the reality. You got to take a COVID test to go back to work. So, mm-hmm. um, so financial literacy started when I got my insurance license at 21. And uh, from there, I just realized, like, I really didn't know anything about money. Mm. But insurance insurance showed me so much more about finance and how little I knew, what I needed to know to survive. Right. Uh, well, not just survive, but to just thrive, too, because it's so much, um, uh, man, uh, to, when I was in trucking, I used a lot of what I learned when I first got my license mm-hmm. in trucking. Like how to create multiple savings accounts, right? You know what I mean? Having um a hefty emergency fund. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna need that anyway if you're in trucking, because if you go on an operator, everything on you anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. From breakdowns to you know the you know the drill, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, man. I, I really used a lot of what I learned uh from those mentors at that time to teach me about like budgeting, how much I'm gonna spend every you know, week, mm-hmm. um, or at least uh, I used to set myself up for like when I was driving trucks, I used to set aside like, uh, I used to set aside like $1,000. If I ran out of $1,000 in those two weeks before I got paid, mm-hmm. I didn't spend nothing else. That's tough right. because you know, you gotta go, you you know, when you go into loves, you know, you spend yeah, about yeah. 40 <laughs> 40 50 dollars just walking in there you spend it by you're gonna walk out and spend 50 before you leave loves it's horrible it's easy right so um that that really was like you know i had to do that because it was just me you know what i'm saying and i do that same now um as an adjuster because now i'm making a lot more obviously right Mm -hmm. um probably at least I would probably say at least I'm making 10 times more than I was doing when I was driving. Mm-hmm. So when you start seeing those checks, five, six, seven, you know, um, on average, you know, minimum, and really that's a minimum 10,000 a month, you know, you tend to splurge right? because you got the bread, right? So I had to implement that into what I do now because it's coming in so fast, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, it's actually, you really don't have a choice, honestly, because um, just like trucking, your truck breakdown, you can't make no money, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in adjusting, if, uh, you know, you don't 
handle your job right, you can get dismissed from the deployment. Mm-hmm. And you'll be out of work then. Right. So, and also sometimes deployments will just end. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like tomorrow, right. I could go into work right now, tomorrow, and they could say, hey, the deployment's over with. Right. You mean? So, what'd you do those last six months? Did you save anything? Did you invest anything? Did you make mm-hmm. investments? So, financial literacy plays a big role on both sides, whether you're in trucking or you're an adjuster, because one way or another, you know, you still solo. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you gotta, you know, you gotta keep it together. No, oh, I appreciate that because um that's been a topic of conversation. Uh since I got on Twitter, it was one of the reasons behind, you know what I'm saying? Um me really starting my platform and 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 talking uh and, and really just help, you know what I'm saying, give me a voice, just talking about financial literacy. Uh so I'm, that's how I found some of my mentors online. Um, and that's what kind of put me in the financial literacy circle or whatever we're in on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what to call uh, it. Entrepreneurship. Yeah. We just know everybody that's in there is making some, you know, decent strides as far as, mm-hmm. and it's not, it might not even just be money because, you know, just in their career and their life, everybody's focused on improving. You understand what I'm saying? So that's why I sometimes kind of like, you know, rub the shoulder gets rough a little bit when people say money Twitter, because it might not, it's not necessarily about money because we're all trying to excel, you know, whether, like I said, whether it be trucking, adjusting, uh, tech, whatever, um, all of us are still um, learning and growing to be the best versions that we can of ourselves in our careers, lives, whatever. So um, I don't care what they call it we're improving so that's all that matters <laughs> so 100 uh so i kind of like touched on mentorship and i believe so did you what do you think uh the importance of mentorship is in life and a career and um what's your mm-hmm. take mentorship across the board i mean personally um i think everybody to some degree should have a mentor mm-hmm. um i don't care if it's um you know, relationship, a mentor, like, obviously, that's vetted, obviously, someone who's married, right? right? Um, you know, uh, especially in your career, because there are things that, you know, people will be able to give you the heads up on that you won't have to deal with later, if you just had a mentor, you had somebody, you know, quote, unquote, confidant, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, that looks out for you in certain areas that you just are not aware of, like, <clears throat> like, if I had somebody that was telling me that, that the least you know, that lease uh, purchase thing was a bad idea, I would have never did it. Right. But, you know, I'm young, I'm, I'm, I'm ambitious, I'm jumping in, I'm, I want to jump in and make my own lane. Had I known that, you know, this is, uh, it wasn't a lost cause. It, it could have obviously, you know, worked out better had we had more funds. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that a mentor probably would have been able to tell me. So having a mentor 100%. is important. Just, yeah, it, it, and even in adjusting. I have a mentor in adjusting, and I have multiple mentors mm-hmm. uh, in insurance adjusting. Um, Steven being one of them, obviously, but there's other uh, people that are on these deployments that are with, um, <clears throat> that have already been where you at, literally, right. like, um, they know the game and they know how to play the game very, very well, um, to the degree and where they don't have to work very much. Like a lot of these people that are on deployments that you might see, mm-hmm. 
they're only here just to stack up, but they also understand, like, after I'm done stacking up, I ain't got to deal with the bullshit that come with it. Right. I can up and go because I built up enough um, one cash flow. I built up enough savings that I don't have to deal with the office policies that come with adjusting in some cases. Kind of cut up. Uh, or more. There we go. I'm sorry, but yeah, I paid at least two thousand dollars or more for a mentor. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I have no problem. No problem paying for a mentor because that two thousand could save me. You know, could end up becoming a you know fifty thousand dollar, you know, come up. Right. By just getting the advice that I need. You know what I mean? Um, in fact, it actually did because I did. I took a mentorship class when I came into adjusting and I learned uh, how to do my claim so well to a point where I became a manager at one of the firms mm -hmm. on my first appointment. Right. So I was I was getting skilled very quickly. Uh, the folks said, hey, you know how to do this. We don't need you here in Texas long. You can go back home. They mm -hmm. offered me work from home. Yeah, because I, you know what I'm saying, but I didn't learn that. I didn't. I would have never knew what to do if I didn't have that mentor telling right, me, right, hey, your claims like this, double back on your claims on at the end of the day, and clean up anything that you might, you know what I'm saying, that might be a red flag. They mm. start seeing that, they gonna see that you know what you're doing, and lo and behold, you know I'm sitting at home, which really should should have been um, a whole month training. Hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, what should have been, I'm sorry, it should have been a two-week training, ended up being a month training at, at the actual facility, and then they sent me home and paid me $450 a day. Wow. $450 a day. And then they bumped, then they bumped it up because they wanted me to um, be a manager and, and manage yeah. eight, eight other adjusters. So now I'm making $550, almost $600 a day sitting at home. That's awesome. I'll pay $2,000 for that. Okay. So with with being that being said, when people listen to this interview, they're going to want to do research and they're going to want to know more about this industry. Mm -hmm. um, how how do we get that information to them? What, oh, what steps do you recommend um, courses or books or uh, YouTube? I don't know how. Well, I know. But um, what would you say? <laughs> um, hands down. Um... You know, obviously there are folks that are going to be, uh, you know, the go-getters, the ones that will do their own research, mm -hmm. right? Um, folks like myself, who I didn't at the time, um, I was already searching out things. So right. um, some people like to be handheld. And I mean, that's okay, I guess, to some degree. But at some point, you're going to have to do your own research and figure mm -hmm. out what path that you want to go. But one of the best ways you can, if you're really interested in getting into that industry is, um, like I said, shout out to my boy, Steven. He's got an entire breakdown course that goes step by step and shows you how to uh, go from zero to being licensed in less than 30 to 60 days and on the rosters for these, um, the IA firms. And, and most likely probably higher within that same time mm -hmm. because it showed that that course will show you exactly how to write your resume the right way, how to put the proper licensing together and certifications that will make you attractive when mm -hmm. it's time to get hired. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so you can obviously go to Steven Story. You can find him on Twitter, right? Steven Story, or you can find him on Instagram, Steven C Story. You can go to my Instagram, right? If you want to. 
Um, you can find me on there. Um, it's God of More, or you can find me on Twitter as Adjuster Bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I think God of More. I think you spell it G A W G A W D. Yeah, O F, uh, and then you know M O R E. You can mm -hmm. find me on Instagram. Um, but I interact the best on Twitter, obviously, because you know that's where you know we have the largest community of active. I'm not saying sitting at home, mm -hmm. active adjusters making money, active folks that ain't got license within the last six months or more, um, that are working. Yep. And we can show them, we can show them how to get working within that time period, like very, very quickly. Um, it's gonna take some jump grit. I'm just gonna be honest with you. You're gonna have to put some work in. That's just how it works. Yep. Um, because these people aren't gonna pay you ten thousand dollars a month to sit on your backside. Right. So, um, so if you want that information, you know, you can link up with Chris, you can link up with me, link up with um Steven, we'll get you right. We can show you how to do that. Yeah, I'll definitely tag your Instagram handles, uh, Twitter handles and stuff like that in the description of this video. Uh -huh. Um is there anything that you want to say? I want to say, like seeing seeing your growth and um just watching you on Twitter. It's been amazing. Um, I'm glad that you're in the position you're in. Like you said, I kind of saw the ups and downs and stuff like that. We interacted in the timeline via DM. And, um, you know, I just wanted to get you on here because, um, you know, you've made strides, bro. And it's been it's been like something to look at. It's been like something. Mm. I appreciate uh, it, man. Really awesome to, to see. Um, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. And to still be here. Uh, you know, making moves and and hearing you you uh, talk about your goals and aspirations. Um, I I I know you're gonna you know what I'm saying reach them because you know what I'm saying I, I've seen like you said the the lows and the highs and I and I know um, you're not done yet. Um, but if there's anything you want to say, uh, just to let the people know, I want to wrap the interview up. I know you got things to do. Uh, uh -huh. I want to say you know what I'm saying thank you again for coming. Uh, you know, um, I thanks think, for having me, brother. Yeah, thanks. I think this was a really good interview. Um, but uh, Matthew, uh, you got the floor, man. Let let him know. Uh man, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, I would say uh, wh whether you're in trucking or you're uh, planning on to come off that truck at some point and become an adjuster, and you know, kind of take your quote unquote time back because either way, you're still giving time up any on either industry. Mm -hmm. um you go you got you gotta welcome the lows too welcome the lows that come with mm -hmm. the transitions okay um we all know trucking is a hard job right whether you're doing reefer whether you're doing flatbed right uh heavy haul it's hard work um you're gonna have some lows right some of the bad days just just prepare for them they're going to be there so you, you can't avoid them um just and same in adjusting you you know you're gonna have some bad days um but the great part about that is that those bad days will teach you how to make those make more of the good days mm. and then you'll learn how to strategically make more good days because now you already been through that runner all right you know what i mean now you know how to fix your day like okay all right, I did this yesterday. This is gonna mm -hmm. set me up for tomorrow. It's gonna set me up for the week. Yep. And that's a skill that you have to develop over time. 
um, as you come into this industry. Um, and, same, and even with trucking, same way. I mean, you know how far you need to drive to get to the next destination, right? Right. Um, you know what you got to do to get past uh, a couple roadblocks you might see an hour up or some snow that's coming up. You know what you got to do. You know you got to arrange your, your route to get around it. You know, you might have to drop down, you know, to another interstate because you don't want to get stuck on 40 or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you got to just, just just use that time, plan, plan your days out, plan your um, schedule out, on how you're going to do your day, because either way, you're independent either way. Mm-hmm. You're for yourself in that truck and you for yourself um, working these claims, you know, prepare your day. That's what's going to make the most money for you. It's going to alleviate, alleviate you know, the most stress. Um, that's just, you know, my tip on that part. But as far as um, making a career jump, man, anybody that's interested in that, um, adjusting, trucking, you know, reach out to, obviously, Chris. He's got the best guy I've seen so far if you're trying to become a truck driver. He's got, <clears throat> he's got it, okay? Um, I wish I had that guy when I first started. It would have probably had saved me six thousand dollars easy because that's what i I paid out (laughs) i could have you know that i could have got my license for free damn man Mm -hmm. if i knew about the information that you had you know man so look into that anybody that sees that y'all link in with chris he know what he talking about um not not just chris but other people that are in the industry that chris knows if he's recommending Mm -hmm. people listen to what he's saying he knows what he's talking about i I promise you i've met some of the people he's talking about i've met them on the road all right they know what they're doing yeah okay link in with the winners link in with the folks that's already making the money uh careers progressed link with those people right so that's all i got i appreciate it man uh matthew uh thanks for coming to the channel it's your boy chris lee tv it's my guy matthew Uh, We out. Until next time. Deuces.